welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Today we will be discussing Before They Are Hanged, the second book in the First Law Trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. We are your hosts, Johnny. And John. Uh, spoilers for all of The Blade Itself and Before They Are Hanged. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I... I had previously read the trilogy mm-hmm. a, a few years ago, but forget a lot of plot points. Uh, so I guess we can start with you, John. What did you think of the book? Did you um, did you read it again beforehand? Yes, yes. I'm so I've been re- so I've been re-listening to all of them. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I I I guess that. Um, from the from the like the midway point of Blade itself, um, or maybe even from the first third, um, I've just been I've just been really happy with the series, and I'm just I'm just enjoying like just allowing him to take me through these uh, different storylines and characters, and it's just it's it's a pretty um, easy read and I mean that in a good way not in like a juvenile way I mean that it's he is very able to take me from from point to point um and keeps it engaging the whole way through like there aren't there aren't any gaps in engagement with Abercrombie really that makes sense Do you agree so with that? I know I yes. know you and I have different uh uh pain points tolerance levels on um, on uh, parts that aren't like necessarily as engaging, whatever that means. Right. Yeah. Very subjective. Um, I really enjoy. Uh, kind of. I have say I have similar thoughts in that. The so the plot of the trilogy of the story in general is not particularly novel or what. Uh, invent inventive but it doesn't that's not the point or at least that's not the main point it's how he i i'm there's something in each scene that i that grabs me and it's usually the character interactions mm-hmm. uh, and see it like in in this book in particular and so th- this actually this on the first read through is my favorite i'll say that now uh in particular i loved the quest storyline uh, which we'll uh, get into but I just mm-hmm. love all of the char- those character interactions and seeing the same situation from different perspectives like one right after the other and how he writes those is is very very well done yes um, I just just from how, how far am I into book three uh, maybe a, a third or maybe a little more, um, and I, I think I agree in the sense. Well, so far this book has had the most character interaction, and more people are doing the same thing. Um, in sorry, in t- in two or three. In two. Okay. Yep. Um, than in uh, either either of the others, so that might be uh, why it seems. Um, I don't know if it, that makes it better, but that that does uh, make me feel like I'm fur- further and deeper into the story. I guess. 
No, that that makes sense. So in because in, so in, in book one there aren't a lot of scenes like the where a lot of characters are in the same like physical space. So the, like the the big one is like the contest where right. you see where it jumps perspectives a lot. But that's I, there's others there's others, but they're not not with that many of the main characters in the same room. Uh, whereas with this one, you have an entire with before they're hanged, you have an entire plot line where there are a, a number of the of the main characters are there, more more than two, I guess we should probably say. Right. Um, yeah. Right. And it's it's at least as far as what the first book set up, it's two of those three main characters, um, with like the fourth main character in there as well. Um, and then everyone else who's not Glockton West. Yes, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's um, it's almost everybody. Right, or 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 Dogman, but him and West. I'm Dogman, sure. Yeah, yeah but, but but him and West end up in the same plot line. Yeah, pretty pretty quickly they do. Yeah. yeah, so I think in that going into that, it works well if we go by plot line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Do you have a particular one you want to start with? Well, um, let's uh, let's let's talk about the journey. Um, the the there there is always some like you mentioned that um, we have a bunch of uh, kind of let's say tried and true um, uh, things going on as far as the main plot as far as having like. Um, you know, a, a kingdom that's like rotten at its heart of, of government. Um, you have like a, a military conflict on different sides of the empire. There's a north, there's a south. Um, so in that sense, yes. Um, but pretty much everything that we see here um, has some sort of subversion to it at each each one of the major plot lines. Yes. Um, this one being that um, it is a complete flop. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen that where it's. And I'm sure I could come up with something where I really thought, but where it's literally to no effect. <laughs> well, because it's risky, right? Right. Because I how you have to have something to justify you just pulling the payoff. Um, out from under the audience's legs. Right. And um, I think that what Abercrombie offers in exchange is um, is all is all of the... Uh, so it's a little bit of background from, from Baez's world, um, but mostly uh, character growth. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and to clarify, just to go back up, so in this quest line, you have the journey to find the seed, you have uh, Logan... Um. No, oh my gosh! Yeah, Logan, Dazal, and and Pharaoh, as far as the point of view characters go, and then Bias, Quay, and the Navigator. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. So and sorry, but yes, I, I I would agree with that. That it's it could feel like a letdown, and I remember I, I had similar thoughts on that with both this time and the first time I read it, where it. 
on one hand I'm like oh well like why like so they just there's nothing there's nothing at the end of the road but it's it was so fun to get there mm-hmm. and well and the characters interactions bias in particular are, are enough that it's like they're the characters are almost as outraged as the reader might be right <laughs> uh and that and so that and and, and that and it doesn't and the urgency of why they were doing that is still there because well the Gurkish are still a threat and now we know more about like what about what they were about what um I uh, Kalul I think is the the prophet yeah. Uh, I yeah I'm I'm slowly remembering the mm-hmm. a lot of the Magi lineage stuff or not lineage per se but history stuff is. You do get it pretty piecemeal. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. So you get more understand more of what Kalul is doing and why it's he's so dangerous, and so you still have that tension there, and I think it it's a it, basically it works that they don't actually find the seed or that it's just a rock because again you get all those character interactions and you the the plot still moves because well kind of also because of what happens in Degasco uh, mm-hmm. that that there's still urgency to the, the, the that plot line is still moving even if our even though our protagonist didn't achieve their goal in that particular plot line. right because what what matters in the moment is that it is moving and even in the case of the the quest even if it didn't um, we still have two other um, locales that we can um, move to to, yes. to to kind of get those uh, get those juices flowing. Yes, and, and there's a lot of character like Jazal in particular gets a lot of character growth where he gets like really beat down. He get well, he at least beat down to more kind of everyone else's level, uh, at least in terms of his ego, somewhat. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Jizal. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so, 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 like that feels like it's progress or at least change in that plot line, and the reader gets a lot more. Gets there are a lot of revelations about the world, right? Uh, f- uh, from that plot line, and you meet one of the other um, magi, the the woman that they meet at the end. That bias argues with <laughs> right right he's <laughs> like uh i like how she because uh, bias you know it's it's funny i i feel like um readers are inclined no matter how like irascible the mentor character is we're supposed to feel generally supposed to feel some kind of um uh, affinity towards them when we give them the benefit of the doubt but there have been times where i'm i'm just want him to go away. <laughs> like he's he's so. Um, really? Okay. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why is that? Well, because he's he's just like so manipulative and so secretive, and it's not. And there are obviously other mentor characters that are like that. Um, Dumbledore, for example. Um, yeah. But that is not front and center and it's not presented 
in this case, it's presented to characters that see it as obvious, that that's what he's doing. It's just that they can't follow it. And um, I don't know. It's When you have uh, good characters and you're generally good at making those active characters and characters with agency, when someone comes along and takes that agency away, it can be a little frustrating. I, I can see that. I can see that. It's especially in particular in regards in regards to Pharaoh, where he's, she's literally, well, I guess they all, all, yeah, they all are kind of manipulated by him. Right. Uh, Pharaoh in particular in this book is literally just there because he wants to, like, she's going to be his weapon and he's going to point her at Kalul and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, that's her entire purpose being there. Now, like it happens that her that happens to be her singular goal <laughs> mm-hmm. is is to uh, strike some sort of big blow against the Gurkish, right? But it's still by us. Like I I, I understand why she want keeps wanting to leave, uh, and why she in particular gets so frustrated with bias. Um, well, yeah, she has. She has the most to gain out of this. Um, we don't uh, understand uh, Quay's, you know, if everything that's going on with Quay. Uh, the navigator is just happy to be going somewhere. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, as far as Jazal and Logan, they've kind of just been, you know, this is kind of where they found themselves, I guess. Right. Just all in particular is the why is is the why is he there type of thing, mm-hmm. and because Logan, it's still a why is he there, but he's good at fighting and can survive in harsh conditions for mm-hmm. a long time, and I mean at least for his personal motivations, mm-hmm. he 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 didn't really have. <laughs> It's a little bit of he didn't have anywhere better for in his in his mind he it seems like he didn't feel like he had anywhere better to be. <laughs> right, I, uh, and I yes, I think that's true, and that's a sort of I mean that's something that you know uh, goes a different direction in the third book, which we'll get into. Yes, um, and then incidentally, the third book is also where we discover why Jazal is there. Yes, yes, yeah, which we will not. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, he. But yeah, for, as far as right now, it's he. It's a why is he here? And because for in his, his mentality, he'd rather be basically anywhere else. <laughs> right. Right. Like he'd rather whole... be with Artie, or he'd rather be um, achieving more like direct glory yes. in England. So that, yes. that that's not has isn't happening. But at least as far as like what purpose it serves, you know, outside the universe, um, we can content ourselves with um, him, like, getting some perspective and, and softening his, like... Like, ego. <laughs> ego and... and uh, well, I, was, I would say uh, softening his rough edges, but it's really roughening his soft edges. Yes! <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> yes. Um, Particularly with his um, face injury, which is arguably his Jamie moment. 
I would say so. It it it, it so far as he has one. Right. It it achieves the same thing for yeah. Yeah. Though I I really like how how that um how he started to act after that happened, where he is it was kind of a, a shock to him and just overall um bad in the in the hard conditions he's living under. He is um, focusing now on things that matter more, and he is kind of doing some more self um, self retrospection, um, but or introspection rather. Um, but he's still couching it in terms of, oh, now I'm a better man. You know, now I, yes. you know, I, I, I have changed. Um, thank goodness for this journey. It has made me, it has made me good. You know, it's still, it's still self-centered. And which I, I like that kind of like, this is how much we're going to change him, but we're not going to, we're not going to completely write him anew. I think that that is the best way to go about uh, development. No, I agree. Cause it's not, it's, it's not this complete 180. It, how he's completely different it's he's he's looking at it through the same lens that he used to but but with a like you said a softened ego or changed ego and rougher edges (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i i do want to touch on the uh pharaoh logan romance of course (laughs) Of course, how can you not? That was, it was very funny. It mostly whenever, in particular, whenever they're in Pharaoh's perspective, uh, just because, like, in particular afterwards, and she doesn't know how to apologize, like, after they, they do their thing, and she doesn't know how to apologize in his language. So she, I forget, she's, like, yelling at him and basically just doesn't, like, he thinks she's all angry which because that's how she's acting but she just right. doesn't know how to communicate with him right it's it's uh, that, yeah from from that point where she can't say sorry in his language um it's just a series of misunderstandings after that yes <laughs> and then that's it um i was so excited um that they were becoming they were friends i almost i almost texted that to you they were friends um because I liked, um, especially how Logan was was getting through to to Pharaoh, and yes. um, it was just I, I just I found it really touching. Um, and then when she's over the edge and he's hanging on to her, and then and then they go over and they land on the ledge and they're apart from the group. I'm like, okay. Oh they're, yes, they're, they're putting them apart from the group. Huh? I wonder yes. why. Yes, yes. There, there are a couple other things that come to one in particular uh, pairing that comes to mind in a, a chasm uh, of sorts. Um, mm, yeah. With that's uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of just thought of that now, but similar <laughs> circumstance. Um, but yes, uh, Logan as. It's interesting because he is this hardened warrior, and like like we see the Blood United again, and he's pro- he's the most 
uh, well, until we get to the feared later, he's the most vicious killer we've seen in the series so far. Right. But uh, and and so he befriends Pharaoh, and you see this with like with Jazal as well, and the others where they're on the campfire, and he's the leader, and he, or he he takes on the the guiding leader or not guiding is not the right word uh basically he wants to bring everyone together he's his thought process is well you're on a journey and you're at a campfire and you might as well get to know the other people that that you're on the journey with and he like that's when he tries to relate to Jal, and Jal is basically like well screw off <laughs> like initially at least and right. he, he's like well okay then i guess you don't want to engage with everyone but i i did really just like seeing mogan in that role right because that's what he's accustomed to um we understand that even though if we don't know the specifics of his um his his time with the carls in the north um he was he was definitely the ringleader they all talk in the um t about him as such and uh he is the he, he's the one who beat them all <laughs> and so it's yes. kind of a de facto leader yes so and, yeah and it's also a window into the culture of the north and when they're on their campaigns and how the that i i get the sense that it's not just logan that does that i think it's a, a be the try to bring people together around the fire it's it seems to be a cultural thing when they're up in the north on their campaigns mm -hmm. that that they all that not i mean not every leader would tend to do that uh in those especially like some of the others we meet from the north but that uh it's that seems to be relatively common right and it's, it's not like it wouldn't be useful say um the uh Union soldiers in England, like they're like anyone who's on a campaign could that, that it, they could benefit from that. Um, yeah. But you get the sense that the there's more like uh, individualized respect among the Carls and especially with Logan um, that you don't hierarchy is not as important, and so you can have this kind of someone who's just part of the crowd. Um, prioritize uh, keeping everyone together. People taking on more leadership roles of their own volition um, because they aren't put into a box by the army, army they're in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's a good point on that. And then why has I, I keep saying why, <laughs> um, but. I can say why? Why is why has Quay? There is no answer to this yet. But why has Quay just completely 180 from his appearance when he was at at Baez, Baez's like the university or whatever wherever Baez was from? Because he was like he was like oh oh sure master yes yes oh I do need to study more yes I do. Um, but now he's all sullen and he's acting like he wants to kill Baez in his sleep. And he's, it's just, it's really freaky. So I don't, what, what do we think is going on? I just, I didn't really think too much on that. Maybe he's just grouchy that they're on the journey. 
and the before yeah maybe he, i don't know maybe he's just grouchy that they're on the journey no no I don't, I don't i don't i don't i don't love that but yeah is is he like in in it with one of the other magi um i don't i didn't get that sense because he didn't me, me i didn't get that sense me maybe he is i i i actually forget that's what i'm, <laughs> I'm I, no no the, this is not a this is a i don't remember i i don't uh, my my sense is just like everyone else with the journey that he's kind of done with it and and maybe his maybe he is having i mean he he's not a main character but maybe he is having a little i wouldn't say growth but development <laughs> uh yeah yeah, I get. Yeah, it's 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 just something to think on. Uh, not something that we have um, answers to. No, so, it's an interesting point. Uh, anything else regarding the quest? No, that's yeah. That's all I've. As far as that goes. Well, we were talking about um, England more more than anything. So um, that subversion is uh, is freaking killing the prince that you're supposed to be protecting yeah and 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 where it's not that it's that it was the right thing to do but you can't but you you understand why west feels felt the way he did (laughs) yeah kind of um you know everything that happened like his like abusive past combined with um having suffered a defeat and being out in the cold and then just having like got his blood up by like go like charging at some other northmen and like biting off their nose and he's he's just kind of got this feral uh uh part of himself front and center and then he comes back and sees that and it's just um I, I like how Abercrombie wrote it as a sort of um, uh, a settled deal. Like once yes. everything had happened, he was like, he was just like an instrument of God's will at that point because um, there was nothing, there was nothing else for it. It had been set up too well, um, and he was just done. Yes, I really liked that. That it, it was, it, it was. There's always a certain calm in some sense, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly, to when it happens. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not doing this. Right. Because, I mean, my impression of West is that he is, you know, always, he, he's pretty internal and cerebral, not to a fault, but it, but, um, it does make it so that uh, he's just in his head and, and thinking about things um, all the time and feeling a lot of pressure on him and, and thinking about all the different uh, uh, repercussions of his different actions. Like, that's what uh, could make him such a good uh, battlefield commander if people around him let him be. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just becoming... That's a theme. <laughs> yeah. Both um, well, yeah. But, I mean, imagine that um, a guy like that... Um, completely lets go um, and just kind of lets out his um, anger issues 
in, uh, on those Northmen, and then he's there's almost a sort of like tacit relief coming back and seeing something that he doesn't have to think about the re repercussions of, um, think about whether it's, oh, it's kind of wrong, but not wrong enough, you know? It, he just, he can allow himself to simply react to a gut, um, a, a gut reading of the situation. Yeah. I, I, think, I think there's a relief to that. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And on on the note of uh, more about Ladislaw, the and West not being able to command when he should be, mm -hmm. uh, that battle was oof. The battle sequence against Bethod's uh, forces where they just get routed in because of Ladislaw's just utter incompetency and immaturity. Right. Where, and that's the first time you, because you see, you see like the royals being petulant and immature before, but this is the first time where there's like real consequences. Right. Uh, and, and, and boy, are they consequences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no, uh, Abercrombie's not going to half-ass this. It's, it's, uh, there, there are stakes now. And this is what happens when you don't do the right thing. Regardless of, honestly, regardless of how arrogant you are about it, if you do it wrong, you do it wrong, and the same thing happens. <laughs> right, right, yeah, and, and and that is a a good to your point. It's a good point of a good example of this is the type of story Abercrombie's telling. There are consequences, and and when like incompetent people are in charge and allowed authority mm -hmm. right? a lot of authority uh, also a kind of funny note uh i i think this i wrote this down i think this is a direct quote uh but uh they have the high ground poor terrain for a charge <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, the fact that there was also fog um made it like i don't know I'm thinking of uh, a Game of Thrones thing in particular, yes. but uh, are, that, is, that happens in a lot where, you know, you go in and you don't come out, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's one of those things. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, but yeah, it's a superbly written scene in terms of getting that reaction out of the reader. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do, uh, I do like. Well, it is interesting that, yeah, I, I do like the. I mean, the, the dog man's with him, and it, it's he's not a terribly interesting character, but I, but he plays he plays well off of West, uh, and it's it's oh yeah he he plays well off of West I think. How I agree, but but how badly do you want? Um just a couple of chapters from Grimm. Yes. So admittedly, a lot of the crew kind of blend together for me. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, even though there are, there are differences, um, I, I largely agree, you know, um, Tull, Tull and the Three Trees especially at, at points. Um, but uh, Grimm Yeah, why, is, why Grimm? Because he's he's the one who uh, just talks in us 
uh, or ums or uh, really obvious things that everyone can see. And then he just, um, in the book, he just randomly speaks in a completely different language fluently. And it's like, what is what is your story, my guy? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What are you that thinking be... all the time? There's a lot. Yeah, there's. It, yeah, there's a that would be. That type of thing would be interesting to see in one of the. I I don't know when the solo novels take place, but like I, I don't I I don't know if he would be in one of them, but like that type of thing would be interesting to see. Yeah, in a different place. Right, but I but I, yeah, I I think that um, the dog man has a distinct enough voice and he fulfills his purpose as um, kind of the, the point of view for the, the Carls. Um, when he runs into um, West, um, that means that he runs into uh, Cathill, um, which uh, does not lead anywhere good. Yes! <laughs> um, no, no, just not in lots of ways. <laughs> now, okay, so yeah. a, a point about that. Generally, I'm. Um, this is something that uh, that I could quote Game of Thrones on as well. Um, the fact that Ladisla moves on Cathal, um, and it's not that long before Cathal and Dogman are together. Normally, that's something that I would not not like. Um, but in this case, it's so clear that she is so jaded with all of that that I can imagine that Le what Ladisla did is not even close to the worst that she's experienced up here. Um, so, I, I guess I give it a pass. Do you do you agree that that sometimes? Isn't an issue for you or what? Oh, where something like what La what Ladislaw did, and then subsequently the person on the receiving end gets together with someone. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. The, like their rescuer. Um, not or I mean, not, res this, not rescuer. Case, it wasn't her rescuer, or, but yeah, um, someone else. Uh, I I don't I don't think it's great, but it, it like as a as a concept but it's not something i particularly think like i didn't particularly think a lot about it in particular i think maybe just because dogman and her relationship isn't i mean it's kind of it's central to dogman's story but i didn't feel yeah, yeah. No, I, I i i didn't have any particular thoughts about it uh, but, right. but, but i could see where normally that that type of thing would be not positive because or just not i just don't think it's um to use one of logan's favorite words realistic um i don't think it's, yes. i don't think it's realistic most of the time um but i mean i think that she just she is able to brush it off pretty quickly because of her perspective um and then what as far as she concerned i i doubt that she um thinks of the dog man as particularly serious um, even though she does like turn away West for him, um, I would agree. It doesn't seem like they're particularly 
like it's, it's it's not a particularly serious relationship despite like it's very circumstantial i mean not entirely but like she's the only woman amongst the group and he and she has a connection with him and mm-hmm. so when they're in the like on the journey that it it happens and, and as with west um you gotta think that she's thinking that like it, it, dude, it's just been a long time. You—that's—that's that's really what this right. mostly is. And Wes would be like, "Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of back to Logan real quick. I this is a random tangent comment, but I have found myself using some of his. Uh, Me too. Yeah, some of his like in particular, not like necessarily in conversation, but like sit in uh, internally to myself. Uh, the, in particular, still alive. I was saying that in regards to some football teams as the playoffs are starting now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but just yeah, football, uh, still still alive. And the big one, uh, it's better to uh, it's better to do a thing than live with the fear of it. I forget the exact quote, but that's the I, big I one. Think I, that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do. You have to be real, realistic about these things. That's yeah. It's it, they're good. They're good catchphrases, and it's. They're true for Logan. They're true to real life. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as as far as Cathal, um, no time for any more discussion of that because she needs to get fridged. Yeah, that. I I didn't. Yeah. Another in, in a in a series that does not have a ton of female characters. And it's not that it's particularly egregious given the world that Abercrombie has set up, but it is she. She was one of the. She was one of the ones that was more prominent, and now she's dead. Right. So we do get one that should have died and didn't, but we'll get to her in a second. Um. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, I, I want to. No, go I, ahead. Well, I was. I do have. I, I, I do. One thing about. In, I found this to be true in particular. Some of the scenes in this part of the book with Dogman's, uh, in particular, but it's true. Maybe through. I think it, it is a lot of this particular section of the book, but occasionally, like in general, with Abercrombie. This is guys my main criticism is that sometimes it takes a long time to get into the scenes, like when he's starting a chapter. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a there's a main there's a a sequence where it op- the chapter opens with Dogman's group fighting scouts, uh, and uh, but the main point of or the big revelation of the chapter is to just to show Bethod's army. And how expansive it is, or whatnot, and that's fine. I I think it just it, it the fight scene just kind of felt, and he, I don't think he he doesn't typically have fight scenes just to have a fight scene. Like usually, there's something else going on with it, with a like fight or action sequence. But this one felt that like some there were a few of those that felt a little bit a little bit like oh we're just. We're having this because I kind of want to have people swing swords at things. You mean in this book overall? In this, in this yeah, book? yes, yeah. And I, or maybe it is just Dogman's because I'm trying to think of other. There aren't a lot of. Maybe it is just 
the Dogman uh, scouting plotline. And maybe it's because they just end up scout, like, it's a lot of the same types of action scenes. Uh, or maybe... Or maybe I'm just, it was just that example. <laughs> and, I'm, and I've talked to myself out of this point, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hadn't like kept track of it, but I'm, I'm sure that not every, everyone needs to happen from a plot perspective. And some of them are just happening from a pacing or, um, or um, afraid of lulls perspective oh, oh yeah and, and, and not that they all have to be particularly plot significant like i'm thinking of like when logan and pharaoh are being cheat or, or the underground fight scene with all the um uh zombies what are they called um oh my gosh um are they shanker yeah. Yeah. yes yeah yeah like like those aren't it's not there isn't a lot of plot significance with that but you get you see Logan and Pharaoh's interactions. Well, and then with that one, you see the Bloody Nine again. <laughs> so right. that's and that's the only other time. That's the only time in the book I think that we see the Bloody Nine. So that's so there's even though plot wise it's not like it's terribly significant. It's there's still there's other things going on with the scene. Yeah, like in that. I mean, it is. Um, yeah, it's an opportunity to bring out the bloody nine again i mean she she's already seen part of me thinks that he wants to make sure he the, the bloody nine comes out in every book i kind of i kind of agree because there there really isn't there wasn't i mean there, there was a need for the bloody nine in that scene because of how outnumbered they were but i i, I would i would say that's probably true because there wasn't really they didn't need to be that outnumbered Right, yeah, right, right. Like it, yeah, they didn't need to be that outnumbered. Uh, like it made more sense in the first one why they were outnumbered because Salt really wanted to, or whoever, like the Inquisition really wanted to capture them. And it, that, how that played out made sense. Plus it was a, uh, a um, reveal. Yes, yes. It, it, it acted as a reveal. Yes, whereas now I do think that point of view is super unique, but yeah, like I get that. Whereas, do we did that necessarily need to happen? Is I don't maybe think not. so. Um, and but I do have like another justification for it that I would talk about in uh, the the next book, the okay. recording for the next book. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah. Um, Speaking of Cathal's death in that whole sequence, um, we get to see the fear there. Yes. Um, and you uh, automatically want to see the feared and the bloody nine. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah, I think that's being set up. Uh, but I loved the setup. It, the fight itself was cool, but in particular, I liked the setup for the fight of like Dogman's entire crew versus the feared. Right. Uh, that like in particular, just this how that was set up, and as they're reacting to the feared, and as it's slowly closing in on them, and like. Dogman and everyone are afraid, <laughs> appropriately mm -hmm. so. Uh, so I, I thought, like, I, I really got it. There was, there was a gravity to the scene when the fear shows up. Right. 
um, you get the feeling that could really work cinematically. Yes. Um, and it had consequences with the uh, three trees, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, we do. Yes, they're all they. The the crew is not all safe. No. Um, and oh, right. That that is actually when Grim speaks up mm. randomly is because um, is because of they're they're eulogizing. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, and and I do think it's good that like the I mean maybe there are like maybe that are not good I should say maybe that is a note that the crew kind of is disposable because I didn't really. It, it's I'm sad because Dogman's sad, but I didn't really care about the death that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like that they're again more, but, but they don't they don't have to be super individual because i mean they're they're not meant to be like they're meant to show the dynamic of like a of one of the crews of carl's or named men in the north Mm -hmm. and then to uh uh give a space for you know dog man to move up yes yes like uh it's it's one of those uh, kind of satisfying things of someone who does not at all expect to get the the role and then he gets it because the two guys that he thought were going to be um in running for the role um are ready to tear their throats out which makes them wiser um than um the union um from the uh the implication that um either polder or croy in the union army would yes be... when west is fit yes faking yes and then it's like yeah that's just kind of understood as it's going to be one of them and it's like no that's a terrible idea yeah i like with polder and croy that it doesn't like you get a description and when you when we meet them of like one of of their style of soldiering but i i kind of like that it that doesn't matter at all to the no. plot all, all that matters is they hate each other <laughs> yeah. because it's established that like they're both uh more than competent commanders and one of the one of those styles is not better and thus it doesn't matter yes well, anything else on the northern story no did i did i mention uh did i talk about bethod um last time um as a character as a character and and how he speaks through his battles i don't think i don't think i I don't think in the context of how he speaks through his battles you didn't go ahead because we didn't we didn't uh see him in this book at all no no he's not no his presence is felt Oh yes, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's not on screen once. Yeah, which he, he doesn't need to be from what happens. Right, he is the. We, we've got one closing. I wish we had one more. I guess I wish we had one more. I yeah I I maybe one. Uh, yeah, I think he's interesting, and it would have been maybe another one in the first book. Yeah, but because I don't I don't know where he fits in in this one. Like it, it maybe it, it might feel a little bit forced to have him, like because it, it doesn't make sense for him to appear in the battle. Yeah, in in either of the battle sequences, 
Um, I mean, unless they, like, spy him fighting in the second one, like, in the distance, and that's, and then, and they start to try to run towards him, and then the fear shows up, like, something like that, maybe. Well, and and part of the thing is, you you remember when they sent the kid in, and, um, and they came back out with his corpse. Yes. I, maybe he could have made an appearance there but one it wasn't going to work because um the cars would go on to route them um and two um it would have felt maybe a little mustache twirling that he's coming out to say here's your friend he was delicious or something i don't know yeah yeah because he's not a very mustache twirly villain or antagonist, yeah. at least when we, at least from the book one interaction, right? But yeah, that's probably it for me um, for the north, which leaves the south. Yes, uh, I, there is a very specific plot line from Game of Thrones that this almost seems lifted out of. <laughs> not, not in a like, not not that the that Abercrombie's copying this plot line. Uh, I, I'll just say it's a light a character with physical disadvantages in a similar type of situation. That's all I'll say. Yes, uh, but. And, and again, I, I don't like. I think that it very again. It's not like he's copying that plotline at all. Glock does it, but it, it's it, it's a similar situation where you have yeah, a similar situation. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And we have a subversion here too, which is not only um, does he lose the city, but he was supposed to lose the city. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Salt never. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, very interesting. But but he does succeed, which is interesting because he succeeds in his in at least his more personal goal of rooting out well the conspiracy that they were pretty much all in on. <laughs> Right. Uh, but, but yeah, then he it doesn't it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter that he found the traitor. <laughs> no, did uh, not matter at all. Um, but that traitor was uh, Carlo Dan Eyer, who um, he spares. That was, yes, very interesting for a character that has not shown mercy uh, or much of a soft side to anybody other than Adi, uh, that he does it. He does so here. She is a lady. That's true, and that was the other thing I thought of. But was there, was there, no, I don't think any of the merchants that he tortures in the first book were. I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at the, um, where, you know, uh, what's her name, Vitari is, uh, like, strangling her, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think we've seen this before. Um, like a woman. Yeah, I mean, I guess this isn't getting tortured. This is getting executed, but whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think we have. But uh, well, yeah, that's that's important. Uh, we see his mercy here. Um, 
and you know it's another sort of I mean he has all these glimmers of like man how did I turn into this but then it's kind of followed up with that well it happened so yes that that's often yeah everything he does and often and ends with well that happened (laughs) right yeah i i did yeah he he remains the most interesting character even though his storyline there was the relatively the least amount going on probably in large part because he is the 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 only he's the only point of view character we get in Dagos in the south in Dagoska. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he I would so I, in that sense his plotline the plotline itself had less going on than the other two, but he remains probably the most interesting in terms of just his character. Uh yes. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think so. If you, if I had to pick one, um, yeah, and I, and I like how when he's going through, I did like all the intro when he how he introduces all of the council members, uh, and, and how they all have motives, like le- like legitimate motives to want to betray the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as yeah, that ha- has to happen that way. Then that's all right, it yeah. is. It's never, it's never easy. Yeah, I, yeah, and. and how he handled Abercrombie Lee's handled uh, writing the social economic socioeconomic uh, dynamics of the city was cynical but makes but not surprising and reflects uh, real life situations that were probably similar. Oh yeah, like the fact that the outer city walls are garbage. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. The, they, the lower class was expected to get overrun right away. Yeah. And they're like, what, what if we put them behind the ho- higher walls? In civilized society? How yeah. dare you? Oh yeah, it's, yeah, and then like when like, Glock... But what if I do that anyway? That, yeah, well, that's that, that's what I love about his character is there's a lot of a lot of his. But what if I did that anyways? Is where he gets his victories, right? <laughs> uh, because and 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 more often than not, that happens because he just does not care. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I did on that note, like the when he uh, when he gets like the the tour of the city. And his internal monologue is so good. He where he sees exactly what's going on, and he's basically he's basically calling everyone out on their crap as they're as they're getting the tour of the city internally, and it's great. Yes, yeah, because because I mean he he holds on to and even applies his sense of morality um, only as long as it doesn't. It, interfere with the with the comfortable cage he's built for himself yes yeah it's only within certain limits that he that he that that comes out but it is there yeah um yeah or 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 like in that i think in this sense he just there was so much there was such a degree of again hypocrisy in the, like how with how they're treat how awfully they're treating the citizens of like the outer city, but the, they're not well, they're not citizens, I should say. Uh, but 
I think in that instance, it's, he could he saw how awful it was and or how hypocritical it was, and he could do something about it. Right, and it's not you know in the name of getting signed confession, so it's fine. But right. yeah, <laughs> uh, and, got no go ahead. And one thing I really like about uh, how Glock does situation Glock does situations in general and how he gets out of them or not gets out of them but resolve how they re- resolves them rather since he's so physically crippled and disabled in pretty much every way except he can technically walk still that means that he's never going to resolve his store his conflicts or situations by punching his way out of them no yeah, and that means that you're we're almost always going to get some sort of either inventive or out of the box way of him resolving situations, and a lot of times that is his practicals punch their way out of the situation for him. But a lot of times, but but it's almost always inventive how they get there. So when they're fighting the eater, it's, mm-hmm. it starts with just the two of them, and it looks like well he's gonna get killed, and well he set an ambush for the eater but how and yeah like i guess i guess that could be like the one not kaba but like he maybe could do that a lot but how that one how it happens is almost always different and how abercrombie writes and how glockter reacts to the situation is always interesting or engaging Mm -hmm. Uh, in in a yeah in in a way that none of the other characters would do because they're yeah, that, again, it's just how, how and maybe that's also just a point about how strong Glockta's voice is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in the case of um, with the eater, like it's, yeah, it's all, all either a really inventive way um, of, of solving the problem or it's just by virtue of being a step ahead. Yes, yes. That eater was creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see because the Bethod is the obviously more present threat since we're literally like the our protagonists are fighting him right now. Mm-hmm. But it, like, I'm assuming the Gurgis are getting more like they're not going away, and no. so I, I, they seem like a. And maybe it's because of how Bias is setting it up that, like, the Magi are the more... I'm going to use the word cosmic, but that's not quite what I'm going for, but the kind of bigger picture type of threats. Uh, And also, it's just terrifying that thinking of... And I think it's because of how we see Pharaoh and everyone in Gurkul, or the Gurkish in general, how small or insignificant a lot of people in the Empire feel... Uh, where you get bias talking about the magic cosmic scale of what Kalul is working with, and then you see how that's applied when whenever when the few instances where we've seen eaters on screen, and, and it's it's kind of terrifying that that like it, it it gives a sense of scope that's what I was more a sense of scope and scale as to how powerful Kalul is and how how much he's built up uh the 
the empire and and the depths to which he has gone to himself and forced other people to go to. And not to mention, um, we're getting this kind of um, harping up about Kalul from this creature that can do, that that seems like invincible, basically. Um, So if, if she's talking about him with reverence, then that's that's even more scary. Oh yeah. Anything else on that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, just that um, he won the lottery and he's screwed. He got visited that... by Volant and Bulk. Oh, Glockta, yes. <laughs> I mean, it was great, but it's not great. <laughs> yes. Because they um, have him now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty obvious that he is... He is theirs, and that's that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. No, we just don't know what's he's gonna what's gonna be asked of him. Right. Yeah. What's the price? Yeah. Which, which, and, and a lot of the, yeah, and, and I'm that type of stuff is, I think, a strong suit of Abercrombie's and how, like, it's it's not it's it's gonna be a significant price. I would think. Oh yeah, I should. So that's the crazy amount of money. Anything else in Tagoska? Uh, I think, yeah, that's it for me. Well, well then, I I guess the only, the only other thing I have is um, the uh, death of Reynold. Oh yes, yes, yes. Setting up our uh, our uh, a some sort of political succession right type of situation. No, but no, Johnny. The the king could live a long time. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, Reynold. That's I. I didn't. That sucked. <laughs> um. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is this was actually. It was great when Ladisla died because he sucked and it sucked it as a human being. It was going to suck at ruling. But now, this I actually wanted this person to become king. Oh, yes. Yeah, and not that we know much about Reynold, and he's probably not great, but he's better. He's probably better than the king and Ladislaw. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, it, it, might, uh, it might not be a good idea to, uh, to deify him. We don't know too much about him, but the way people talk about him, he has um, the right temperament for it. Yeah, which that's that's probably all that's all that a lot of people probably care about, especially like salt and yeah, <laughs> right. And that's since we have our a the, that that was the big thing that was a here's your tease going into the next book. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be. I mean, that's a <clears throat> that's a plot line that basically didn't exist until. He got he got stabbed. Yeah. Anything else on the book as a whole? No, I think that it does it for me. Right. Yeah, the only only thing I had that I don't think I mentioned is that it it does there are parts where it does feel little middle tri- middle book in a trilogy syndrome, I'd call it. Uh in particular where there just aren't a lot of resolutions. Uh 
other than Degasco, which is technically resolved. I mean, Glockta, like, that's the only one that is kind that is seems pretty wrapped up. Whereas the the seed quest is now just a lingering plot line with Gurkle, and obviously the North stuff is very much still in the thick of it. Yeah, um, I guess in that sense it does, but I I didn't feel any sagginess whatsoever. Oh no, not yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it really sagged because of it. Um, it, it just I there was a little I felt a little bit of that. Yeah, I I get that. All right, then I guess that's it until um, the finale, which will totally neatly wrap up everything that we've seen so far. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every poem will be resolved. <laughs> uh, well, until then, um, this has been Acolytes of Merlin, talking about the second book of uh, First Law. We're your hosts, John. And Johnny. And see you next time.